0: Whether you drive a car, need a
1: car, or just occasionally bum a ride with friends, you've come to the right place.
2: Join the editors of Consumer Guide Automotive as they break down everything that's going on in the auto world.
0: New car reviews, shopping tips, driving green,
2: electric cars, classic cars,
1: and plenty of great guests.
2: This is the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast.
1: Here's your host, Tom Appel.
2: All right, this is the Consumer Guide Car Stove Podcast, and I am Tom Appel, publisher of Consumer Guide Automotive. Thanks for joining us today. If you haven't done so yet, or if you haven't done so recently, check us out at consumerguide.com. If you're looking for a new car or crossover, you want to check out our 2020 Best Buy Picks. It's a handy list that'll help you begin your search for a new ride. If you're not in the market for a new car or truck, you'll want to skip to our blog because that's where the fun stuff happens. With me today is the Editor-in-Chief of Auto Exotica Magazine, Jill Salmonillo.
0: Yes, hello, how are you doing?
2: Did I say that right? Yes. Okay.
0: Uh, Just at least you're not calling me Salmonella, so I appreciate that, thank you.
2: (laughs) I always thought that Salmonella would be a great cartoon character. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh -uh. All right, how are you?
0: (laughs) I'm doing well, thanks. You have a donut? I have a donut.
2: All right, we've got a lot to talk about today. We've got the Chicago Auto Show coming up. We do. Actually happening. Yes. Chicago Show happening. Yes. All right, so after the first break, we're going to speak with Paul Strauss. Paul is the motivation behind three great websites, uh, all lumped together under Awesomer Media. We'll be talking to Paul after that. After the second break, I've got a great quiz for Paul, if he can stick around, and for Jill. Uh-oh. And it's not colors. Yay. And it's not prices. Oh, thank
0: goodness. And it's not
2: sales numbers. Also, thank goodness. All right. Jill, you've got some news for us.
0: I do. I do. Talk. Uh, So, the interesting talk this week is about pickup trucks. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, pickup trucks and SUVs take up about 70% of the market right now.
2: Do you remember remember the whole thing when they were taking over 50% and everyone thought that was whack? No. Yeah, I mean, fifty percent was a big barrier. <laughs> right. Now we're at three quarters of the market. It,
0: it, it's pretty crazy. And and so what? Uh, J.D. Power actually released some information this week, stating that the average transaction price of a pickup truck is now like topping fifty thousand dollars.
2: And that is as we talked about just before the show, light duty pickups. Yes. Does not include three quarter or one Dude. ton trucks or the very expensive diesel engines that come in those trucks.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, I think they were saying like some prices. Of vehicles can get close to ninety thousand dollars in the pickup trucks, um, seventy to ninety thousand dollars. Which I mean, to me, you know, for a pickup truck, like especially if you look at, I think they were saying like the Ram fifteen hundred, like Laramie or something like that, is like seventy thousand dollars.
2: I very casually built one
0: <laughs> very this morning. Casual. Okay.
2: Yeah, and I got it to sixty five thousand, and okay. I don't know what I missed.
0: Okay. You so missed something.
2: I missed something. Also, <laughs> also available for the Ram fifteen hundred this year. Mm. will be that light duty diesel, the eco diesel, right. which right. I didn't see in the configuration tool at the website so maybe that's not available just yet. Yeah. So that'll push you over 70 right there. Oh. But but you drive these things, does yep. this really surprise you?
0: Um Yes and no. So it's really funny because a couple years ago, I had a Nissan Frontier, which was like the base of the base of the base. It didn't even have like power door locks, right? And that car cost, or pickup truck cost, like twenty thousand dollars. But that was like the base of the base of the base. And and but you know now, then you look at something like the Ram fifteen hundred, or um you know the F one fifty with like all of the. Nice little technology bits and stitching, and I mean anything that you can get on a luxury car, you can get on a pickup truck today. It's it's pretty fascinating.
2: If if there were more brands or more brand delineation, we could actually start dividing the pickup truck market. I think into regular vehicles and mm-hmm. to premium vehicles. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> while excuse me, while I was screwing around with the brand or the truck configurator, I did build. Uh, a Ram uh, 1500 that I kept to thirty four thousand dollars. Yeah, and so that's a tradesman. That's it's a base work truck, bench seat, <laughs> steel wheels. Uh, but you you can do it. So really, what's happening here is not so much that that manufacturers are raising their prices on trucks. Yeah, it's the content you can add to these things that's crazy, and the right. fact that people are buying this content.
0: Right. Well, you know, I mean, you look at the Ram 1500 alone, and they have that gigantic. Center screen that you can get the the vertical like split screen. I want to say it's like twelve or fifteen inches. It's crazy big, but you know you're adding technology in like standard safety tech like automatic emergency braking, lane keep assist, um, Apple CarPlay, and um, Android Auto are, are things that are showing up as standard or at least available features on on pickup trucks. So it's like once you start adding in safety technology um, and, and the tech technology and premium audio systems and leather seats and heated and cooled seats and heated rear seats. I mean, it, it's, it's crazy how much you can add to a pickup truck these days.
2: And, and, and take from a truck, because a lot of these trucks have the new short bed, which seems mm. to make them look silly and useless. <laughs> right. So I, but people want those. I remember talking to a Ford guy who said that Ford could not make a pickup truck expensive enough. Mm. (laughs) But they keep trying.
0: Right. Well, you know, and I remember a couple years ago, and I think that it's out, but it's not in the U.S. market. Mercedes was coming out with a pickup truck.
2: Just discontinued.
0: Just discontinued. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The the X-Class. Okay. Yeah. Didn't catch on.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Mercedes pickup truck does seem a little bit weird.
2: Yeah. It it was a compact pickup, and it just didn't work. So let's go over these numbers again real quick. JD, Mm -hmm. This was a J.D. Powers number. The average transaction price was about 50K. Yes. And I think the average transaction price on your average car- which I think includes pickup trucks is still just under thirty-seven thousand.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's right around thirty-six, yeah. and um, it's it's kind of a, a crazy thought that, you know, I mean, first off, that you're spending thirty-six thousand dollars for a car, you know, on average, and then you add in a pickup truck, and you're looking at, at fifty. Now, the one interesting thing that, um, t- um, that, that somebody from um, JD Power pointed out is. Pickup trucks are very heavily incentivized, so even though the average transaction price is about fifty thousand, what you will probably pay is somewhere around forty-two.
2: It depends on, on yeah, it depends on inventory, time of year, things mm-hmm. like that. But sometimes you'll see ridiculous-looking sales where they're knocking fifteen grand off the price of a truck, and it's still expensive.
0: Yeah, and it's still expensive. <laughs> well, there yeah. you
2: have it. I, I, I don't think this is very real to people. In the Chicago area where we broadcast from, because we don't see as many of these trucks. If you were in Texas, you'd yeah. realize that 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 pickup trucks are as common as Honda Accords.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, and you know, another really interesting thing is, pickup trucks today have, um, because of the amenities and because, you know, you can actually put three adults in the back seat. You know, they've become a family car. And, oh, sure. and and so like you don't need a sedan or an SUV when you have the pickup truck and and so um, if you only have a one car household you know it, it could very well be a pickup truck and um, you know I, it's hard to get around in a pickup truck truck in Chicago I'll be honest um, you know I live in the city and um, there are several that do not fit in my garage I think I had the Ram rebel and that was not a garageable vehicle. Um, and, and so, you know, it's just like the space and constraints you have to think of in addition to Yeah, it to doesn't, it doesn't work if you
2: live in the city. No. My mostly suburban drive, actually not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so enough of pickup trucks. <laughs> um, Jill, we often talk about stuff you've driven recently, but this is not a vehicle you've driven. But this is something you've seen. It's an all-new crossover. Yes. Do tell.
0: Yes. Um, so uh, I was actually in... Miami last week, uh, looking at the Genesis G V eighty. This is the very first SUV coming out from the Genesis brand. And it is, you know, in the, the three row mid-size segment, and it is stunning.
2: The, the the Genesis brand for people who don't know is the luxury arm of Hyundai. Mm-hmm. And and they did a very weird launch where they launched with two Sort of existing, not very interesting vehicles and in dead segments. So, when Genesis was revealed in 2015, uh, we saw the G90, which replaced the Hyundai Equus. Mm-hmm. Then we saw the G80, which replaced the Hyundai Genesis. Mm-hmm. Um, but but so we have large sedans that people aren't really interested right now mm-hmm. that are from a not fully ensconced, entrenched luxury brand, and sales have been pretty bad. And then right. they came out with the G70, right. kind of a BMW 3 Series chaser, oh, yeah. doubled their sales. Yeah. Now, finally, they're getting into a segment where there's buyers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us more about that thing.
0: Um, well, you know, they really haven't released too many details just yet. This vehicle is slated to go on sale this summer. Um, so usually, they don't give you too much information until before, like a couple months before that. So really, all we know at this point is It'll be a real-wheel drive platform with all-wheel drive availability, and um, it'll have two engine options, a 2.5-liter engine, um, four-cylinder, 300 horsepower, and then a 3.5-liter V6 engine that'll have 370 horsepower.
2: So these are either larger versions of of Genesis' other engines Mm. or all-new engines. Yeah. Either way, it's interesting.
0: Yeah, no. And, um, you know, what I found fascinating about the GV80 um, is... It, like every detail is well done, even in the third row. Uh, so I climbed back into the third row and spent some time back there. And, you know, usually when you get into the third row, cup holders are just these plastic, you know, indentions in, in the side of the vehicle. And they have etched metal trim around the cup holders in the third row.
2: Nice. In I, the third row. In the
0: third row.
2: You know what's funny about that is I remember, this is the two generations of the Ram pickup truck before ago now when Ram started to take the interior fairly seriously mm-hmm. on trucks, and, and the front row was really nice. Mm-hmm. The second row looked like the front row and it was all hard plastic crap. Yeah, It was just funny. And, and of course, kids don't care, and no. if you're shopping for a car and you don't bring your kids, you're probably not looking at the back all that much, so it worked just fine for them sales-wise. <laughs> but, it, but the third row... Yeah, the
0: third row.
2: Not a lot of concern about whether or not the no. The metal trim around the drink holder is uh, etched.
0: But it, but it was pretty fascinating. And, um, you know, I, I, people are asking if this is the Genesis version of the Telluride and the Palisade. And we've talked about those vehicles uh, significantly on, on this podcast so far. And I don't, I mean, with the real-wheel drive platform, I don't think you can say that it is. I
2: don't think it is. I think it's related to the actual G80 yeah. sedan. Yeah. I think it's an evolution of that architecture. So what are the primary competitors for this vehicle?
0: Oh, good golly! I mean, I think you're probably going to be looking at like the um, well, what I would say they would probably like you to look at as a competitor is like the like BMW X7, the um, Audi Q8, Q7. Um, like because I, you said it's three row. Yeah, it is three row. So yeah. the Q8 is only two row, but the Q7 is three row. Um, and, and so I mean, I think that they're going to say this is our aspirational target, but I, I anticipate it'll cost about ten thousand dollars
2: less. Probably more, I think. Because I think that it, it may compete more with the BMW X5, even though it has a third row. Mm, Maybe it's big. Yeah, it is big. It,
0: okay. I th- it's it, it is it's big. Um, it's it's a lot bigger than it looks in pictures.
2: So then the news there, we've got the GV. 80, mm-hmm. uh, and then a GV70 is coming. Did they talk all, at all about that? Because I would put them into the compact segment, which is blazing hot.
0: Yeah, no, um, no. They like I compact said, compact
2: crossover segment.
0: They didn't really talk about any details at all. But I mean, their whole thing um, for this vehicle is young luxury. That is the uh, marketing... Which
2: was my nickname in high school. (laughs) Young Luxury. Yeah.
0: The the marketing verbiage that they are associating with this. And, and, you know, I don't know if you caught the Super Bowl commercial with uh, Christy Teagan and uh, John Legend with, um, you know, the, the Young Luxury, you know, idea. So, you know, they're targeting a younger crowd with this. And the idea being, you know, you can get a lot of good standard amenities for much less than you would at a BMW or an Audi or a Mercedes.
2: Which has sort of always been the Genesis, and really the Hyundai Formula. Yep. So interesting. Interesting, too, I I found out that there's a diesel engine option for this. Not for the U.S. No. It's supposed to be pretty good. All right, so uh, you can't give this a letter grade? You haven't driven it? No. Compelling, though? You think this is... uh
0: I think it's incredibly Big compelling. Deal. I don't know why Genesis didn't start with this vehicle.
2: I just Timing, <laughs> production, snafus.
0: Yeah, I uh, I, it's
2: a great question. I mean, why did they launch Genesis without any product? I don't know. Yeah, The but product is here now.
0: The product is here now. And, and, I mean, from what I've seen, you know, like I said, haven't driven it, just sat in it, touched it, looked at it. Um, I think it, it's really a very interesting, compelling vehicle. And, you know, they've lost some, bleh, launched some new technologies on this as well that I think are going to to be kind of interesting. In addition to you know, they'll have like the the blind view monitoring similar to the Genesis and um, or the uh, Palisade and, and Telluride. Um, but they're going to have um, something they're calling Smart Cruise Control, and it'll have um, uh, AI in it. So it'll kind of learn your habits as you're driving, and then um, when you go into the semi autonomous mode for the the Smart Cruise. It'll kind of drive like you drive.
2: Oh, that's no good. It's creepy. What if you have nasty habits?
0: Yeah, it'll drive like you. (laughs) Um, So if you see like a Genesis on the road that's driving badly, um, you can't blame the car.
2: All right. Genesis (laughs) GV80. This goes on sale in the U.S. when? Uh, This summer. This summer. All right. Very Mm -hmm. cool. Jill, thank you very much. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Paul Strauss of The Awesomer and two other great websites. Yes. Stick around. Welcome back to the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast. All right, we're back. This is the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast, and I am Tom Appel, publisher of Consumer Guide Automotive. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, You can follow me. You should follow me on Twitter. I am car underscore guy underscore Tom on Twitter. Uh, You you can't have more fun than following me on Twitter, so go ahead and do that. (laughs) All right. Our guest today is Paul Strauss. He is the driving force behind three engaging and entertaining and very popular websites: The Awesomer, Technobob, and Ninety Five Octane. He also knows a heck of a lot about cars. He is Paul Strauss. Paul. Hey. Thanks for thanks, joining us. Thanks for having me. I know you are busy. The Chicago Auto Show is right now. It's a little crazy. Yeah, and you are here on the uh, north I'm, side of I'm Chicago. I'm here on the north side, you are and nowhere near McCormick Place. And
1: at any point, I could just hop in an Uber and go down to <laughs> McCormick and and be off to look at concept cars and fun stuff.
2: Well, I know how busy you are, so I really appreciate you being here today. Sure. Uh, but you run three awesome websites. One of them is 95 Octane. That's a car website that's awesome.
1: People should follow you. They should They should visit your website. But tell us about all three of your websites. Sure. So so I have a little network called Awesomer Media, and we have three websites. The biggest website of the bunch is called The Awesomer, <laughs> theawesomer.com, and that site is—I uh, like to say it's a thousand miles wide and an inch deep—and um, <laughs> basically, we cover kind of everything on that site. It's a, it's a lifestyle and entertainment site, kind of a guy-oriented site. You know, we do some men's fashion and we do some 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 guy stuff, but it really co- runs the gamut. It's it's. It's stuff that I think is cool, basically. There you go. And so (laughs) it could be cars. It could be gadgets. It could be movies. It could be video games. It it, could be brown liquor. It it could be brown liquor. Brown liquor does make its way onto the pages. (laughs) Um, With the occasional clear liquor, but usually gin. Um, I'm all about gin, so that's cool. That is a guy thing. I I really like a last word. I
0: like
1: gin. Do you? Yes. Oh, I thought gin was kind of a guy thing. No. No. Dirty gin martini. Have you ever had a last word? No. Best gin cocktail.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, equal parts gin, green chartreuse, Ooh. maraschino liqueur, uh-huh. and lime juice. Ooh. That sounds nice. It'll get you really drunk okay. really fast. <laughs> um, so and it's a really one. good drink. All right. Yes. And, and now, is that particular beverage covered on the Awesomer? Uh, we actually, I think I may have mentioned it in a gin story. But, <laughs> Excellent. But most of the, the products that we feature on the site will be a very short. You know, like, here's some pictures, here's some cool video, and here's a little bit about the product. Because people don't have an attention span. No, no, no. that, that suits my no. attention span just so. Started. So on the Awesomer, 18 to 20 posts a day, just new stuff all the time. People come back all Excellent. the time. Excellent.
0: Well, and I've gotten some really great gift ideas from yeah. your site Thanks. um i i've uh, i I, can't, I don't know if my brother in law actually listens to this or not I hope he does, so I can't tell you what i've I've bought, but I have actually gotten something from your website recently for him for his birthday
1: well cool i yeah. appreciate it I yeah. appreciate it um, and then so technobob is my second website it's actually the first website I started back oh. in two thousand and six <laughs> um Technobob is gadgets and geek culture uh, <laughs> and uh, more geek culture these days than gadgets because the gadget markets change a lot you know you mm-hmm. kind of we went from this world where there was a lot of technological innovation in consumer electronics to a world where it's either a smartphone a TV or some smart home thing. Yeah, I'm uh, having a hard time getting my travel alarm clock serviced. <laughs> Good so, luck. Yeah. Actually, I know a place over on <laughs> Belmont called Timekeepers. Yeah. He'll fix anything. All right. If it's, if it's an analog clock, he loves it. All right. He loves getting in there. So keep that in mind. Um, so Technobob, mostly these days, it's, it's really about unusual things that geeks enjoy. So so like this week, um, there's a, a, a guy that I know who does a lot of interesting stuff with aviation parts. Um, he comes from that industry, and he uh, recently contracted um, to do a project at the Rolls Royce headquarters to build a giant ceiling fan that is actually made out of, made to look like the inside of one of their jet engines. Oh, um, excellent. And so he's building that in his shop. He's outside of Chicago, actually. Um, and then he's bringing it out to Virginia to install in there, and uh, it's gigantic, Uh, like a 113-inch diameter ceiling fan. Um, So that'll be cool. How do you
0: transport that? Uh,
1: uh, He said he's got to (laughs) break it down piece by piece, and he had to, you know, like CNC uh, water jet cut all the pieces so it would be—because you got— all these blades spinning around there, it mm. needs to be balanced, right? Yeah. Or else you're going to have trouble. <laughs> um, and last but not least, and, and probably most relevant today, is 95 Octane, uh-huh. um, which is my automotive website. And on that site, we our, our tagline is cars that don't suck. Um, <laughs> and so the site really is is about vehicles in, in lay people's terms, not like deep, deep enthusiast gearhead, crazy stuff, But cars that people find appealing, whether it's a daily driver like a Toyota Highlander or it's the most exotic sports car from Lamborghini. Right. Um, And and it's really a place that people who are enthusiastic about cars but not like tinkerers and who are going, you know, are spec geeks. Um, Because I think there's a big market for it. That's what I am. I mean, I'm not a – I don't geek out on the specs that much. I geek out on, like – I like this car. I like the way it looks. I like the way it drives. I like the way it handles, um, and so that's who 95 octane is for. And and so we're we're covering a really broad array of vehicles on the site, but in a way that I hope is sort of accessible and lighthearted. So
2: people should follow you on Facebook because you're very active there with 95 octane. Uh, what, is it just ninety-five octane on Facebook? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I know you post a lot of stuff. Yeah. So we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. It Seems like we're on you Instagram. have a staff of thirty.
1: I don't know how you post as much stuff as you do. <laughs> yeah, and that's. I think, that's he, the, I think that's... Paul
0: gets up at like four a.m. and works until like three a.m.
1: That's the ironic thing <laughs> that I am the only full-time person working on this, um, and then I have I work with other writers and and uh, you know just pound it out. It's a lot of fun, though. It's something I really enjoy yeah, it's doing. Yeah, all, it's all really good stuff. Uh, and how do we follow you on social media in case people want to do that? So uh, probably the easiest way on uh, Twitter, uh, The Awesomer. <laughs> uh, on, the, on Instagram, Awesomer Media is your best place to find me there. So I would say those are the two best spots. And then you can also find me. The Facebook page for The Awesomer has a weird name because somebody decided to... Domain Squad on it, and it's theawesomer.fb, as in Facebook. There you go. uh, But just search. Go to the websites, theawsomer.com, technobob.com, 95octane.com, and you can find all of the social media
2: Well, they are all great websites, and people should know about them. I appreciate it. So, guys, Jill, Paul, uh, there's this auto show going on. Guys and Jill. Yeah. (laughs) I I was including producer Paul. Hey, Paul. Hey. Uh, So, that's guys plural. Okay. But we have the Chicago Auto Show going on right now. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we talk about sometimes, and we have talked about, we had Mark Bielick from the Chicago Auto Show on, uh, is the fact that there have been a limited number of reveals at the Auto Show. Yeah. But in fact, there's some cool stuff coming to Chicago this year. Yes. Uh, and my guys, the consumer guide team, has already written about a couple of these. Uh, but one of the interesting ones is the 2021 Chrysler Pacifica. Oh, yeah. So that is vehicle... interesting
0: as in a minivan can be.
2: Yes. <laughs> that's right. Right. No, this is a minivan. But what's interesting about that is that market is, is shrinking. And, yep. and Chrysler is, is just going, they're committing, they're doubling down on this, yes. and they're going with all wheel drive for 2021. Yep. And that's interesting because the only all wheel drive player up until now has been the Toyota Sienna.
0: Correct,
2: yep. Which Toyota's actual share of that market has actually shrank a little bit. And now here's here's Chrysler coming in to take a little bit more of it. But I think the Chrysler, most people agree, is, is probably the best minivan in that segment just mm-hmm. because it's really fun to look at. It's really it as fun as a minivan is going to be to drive. <laughs> and the stone go seating still is very compelling. If people don't know, the seats fold completely flat into the yeah. ground. You don't have to remove them. No. But we've got all-wheel drive coming. And then I think there's a freshening which won't be shared. You and I have talked about this, Jill. There's the Voyager. Mm-hmm. They came in with this cheaper version of mm-hmm. the van last year. But here, here we talked about this, and this is interesting. So the entire minivan market is now down to about four hundred thousand units. Yeah. To you guys, this question
1: for Paul: <laughs> What is the best-selling vehicle in that segment? In minivans? Yeah. Uh, wow! I had assumed it was a Pacifica. Right?
2: I would have assumed that too. Uh, not you would have assumed that. No. Well, could you know now?
0: No. Uh, it was a quiz question. It was a quiz question, but I <laughs> I, I had got that quiz question right. Did
2: you? Okay. Yes. yes. Yeah, Grand Caravan. Really? Yeah, this vehicle Food that sales. they the time has forgotten. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they never updated. They never updated this this the showroom floor. Companion to the to the Pacifica, so we have this old minivan that's out there that's
1: still selling like is, crazy. Is that? like a rental car lease number? You think that that's where that's all going? I'm sure that's a lot of it. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. commercial fleet, I'm sure there's rental fleet, and then I think
2: there's just bargain trolling by consumers who find them in the showroom, because I think they still do a really cheap version
1: of this vehicle. Because that's really not on point with the Dodge <laughs> brand these <laughs> no, days. <it's> not. <laughs> no, it's unless, not. They, unless they put a Hellcat in I know, I was going to
0: say, although Ralph Scheele, uh, who is, uh, isn't he like the head designer at, at Dodge, uh, at one point he wanted to do like a, a SRT version of the, you know, how Hellcat. I think he actually equipped one for himself personally.
1: I don't know how they would do movie. that. <laughs> just put the engine like in
2: where yeah. the stone go seats go. Who needs yeah. a second row? That's where you stick <laughs> nobody, nobody
0: needs a second row.
2: Right. Not in a minivan. So, if you're going to the Chicago Auto Show or any auto show coming up, you might want to check this out. All-wheel drive, perfect for the snow belt that's mm-hmm. available on the Pacifica now. This one's interesting to me just because it's almost not news. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the Nissan Frontier is as old as dirt. Yes, it is. It's been around forever, but people still buy it in some number. But it was introduced in 2004, and then in 2014, the vehicle was updated for everywhere but North America, (laughs) where we got to keep the old car. And this is what makes me laugh. This is sold in some markets as the Renault Alaskan. So you can buy a Japanese vehicle that hasn't been updated for the U.S. that's sold by the French with an American name. Um, (laughs) I'm just saying but 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 the frontiers at the Chicago Auto Show and then the big news here is that it's getting a new drivetrain. Hmm. And I don't know if this is news or not. They're not doing anything else to the vehicle so presumably a new vehicle is coming for 2020 or 2021. I'm sorry, 2022 or 2021.
0: So 20 years after the fact.
2: Yeah, yeah, almost 20 <laughs> years old. But this new engine—it's a 3.8-liter direct injection V6. It sounds burly. I think they said it's 310 horsepower. I'm wondering if this is going to become a new base engine for the really slow-selling Titan.
1: It's possible. I mean, it's yeah. it, its interesting to me that they're they're doing this, doing a drivetrain change on something that's so not unchanged. Right. It's it—it it seems to me like the, this is a uh, a vehicle that they're almost using it as a test bed for this drivetrain. <laughs> you know? it's like well, it's like all the consumers Tesla, get to get to use it as a mule. Yeah, it's right, Tesla. <laughs> it's a beta test on the public.
2: <laughs> yeah. So we'll see where that goes. But Jill, you had mentioned the price of this thing. The base price on a twenty twenty mm-hmm. Frontier right now nineteen thousand two hundred and ninety bucks.
0: But I think that's without like. It's with manual everything.
2: Yeah, but it's still a $20,000 pickup truck. Yeah. And I think this new drivetrain is going to kill it because it also replaces the old five speed automatic with a nine speed right. auto. So I think well, this is going to. Didn't
0: it also have a manual transmission?
2: It did with
1: the, at least with the four uh, cylinder.
0: Because I, I feel like the test vehicle I had it yeah. had a manual. No, I remember
1: you sharing pictures of that and it was manual everything. It was ma- <laughs> it,
0: like literally manual everything. Yes.
1: Old so, school. So do you guys know the best selling compact pickup?
2: I was going to say Chevy Colorado. It's Tacoma. Huh. This is a shocking number. 250,000 units
1: last year. I'm surprised. They, they I guess they call it compact, but it's just a hair bigger than compact. And yeah. A hair smaller than half time.
2: Yeah, so we got Tacoma, and then Colorado's next. I don't mm-hmm. about, about half that, and then it kind of falls off a cliff. Hmm. Ranger did not do well last year, but I don't think it went all 12 months. About 90,000 units. Mm. And then the poor Ridgeline which actually might be the best pickup truck for most people. Yeah. The Honda Ridgeline, the most car-like pickup truck.
0: Built on the pilot yeah. uh, platform. I
2: really like that truck.
0: I, I liked it, too.
2: And it's got that trunk in the pickup bed.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's like a full-size trunk.
0: Oh, yeah, I can fit in that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no doubt there's pictures. Yeah, there are. Yeah. <laughs> So, so it's, no, go ahead. I was gonna
0: say, it's kind of a funny aside. So I do have a, a Twitter handle called Girl in the Trunk, where because I'm 1.5 cubic feet of cargo volume, and um, I have to tell you, uh, when I started my last job. I was kind of, it was It was not really an interview, but it was like a first conversation with my new boss. And he's like, why do I see a whole bunch of pictures of you in a trunk when I Google your name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's a really hard thing to explain. Uh, but hashtag girl in the trunk. It would be and,
2: weird if you didn't know the answer. Yeah, 1, 1, yeah, 1.5
0: cubic feet of cargo volume. It's supposed to be funny. And yeah, but I do, in fact, fit in the trunk of the Ridgeline. But nice truck. Yeah. As, and back, digression over.
2: <laughs> All right. We also have a Hyundai Sonata Hybrid being revealed in Chicago. We do. Uh, this is interesting about it. 47 miles per gallon combined. Sounds <laughs> solid. Yep. Or there's a blue version. Okay. 52 miles per gallon combined. Hmm. What What are they doing to the blue? There's no details on what makes it blue.
0: Probably stripping out yes, probably Yeah.
1: Yes, probably less weight. No backseat. <laughs> and maybe like the, the thinner tires, narrower tires. Yeah, yeah you know. so kind of a dedicated... Yeah, it could be.
2: Do the full hybrid treatment on it. And then this one's interesting. This one came to Chicago. It is the Jeep Gladiator Mojave. Yes. Which is kind of interesting, kind of a sand runner, desert High runner thing.
0: desert runner.
2: Yeah, here's a question. Uh, maybe one of you knows the answer. It says, Jeep says, that they have reinforced the frame for this. Why,
1: why right. would you need a frame reinforced over just regular off-road it's, duty? It's kind of unusual since it is a rugged off-road vehicle to begin with. Yeah. Unless bashing around at higher speeds is tough.
0: I, I thought it probably is. I mean, yeah. I, I, I would anticipate that's the reason. Because it is supposed to be, like, I think I, when I read the press release, it said something like high-speed desert cruiser yeah. or whatever.
2: Yeah, so, so, yeah. so this is the, the, the pickup truck version of the Jeep Wrangler mm. in Mojave Desert Runner trim. And why are they doing this to, do you think, to the
1: Gladiator or not to the Wrangler? Well, because the trucks are more popular these days. I mean, mm-hmm. going back to the beginning of the whole podcast, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, people like trucks is the whole reason that the Gladiator exists. Is people mm-hmm. like trucks, and the Wranglers are very—it's a niche vehicle, um, and the Gladiator allows some of that sort of Ram brand to infuse its way into the Jeep side of the world. Um, it's that a more makes comfortable sense. vehicle driving too, to the, be honest. Yeah, with all that wheelbase. Yeah. Yeah. Just, not just the wheelbase, the suspension in the Gladiator, just the stock Gladiator is—it's. Borrowed from Ramland and it's really really good a much more comfortable vehicle in general And there will be a Ram based on this vehicle at some point in the future, too. Yeah, so we'll see
2: that all right now we have uh, This is from the Chicago Auto Show folks want us to know about this, but the new Corvettes down there Yes, have you seen this in the flesh? I have I
1: have not have you I've seen, this? seen it a couple times and yeah. I'm actually Driving it in a couple weeks excellent. Lucky so you. I am pretty excited about that. And yeah, for people who don't know, the engine in the Corvette got
2: shoved deeper into the vehicle. Mid-engine. It is not under the hood, it is under the deck lid. I
0: can't wait to see the frunk.
1: Yeah, the, fr- <laughs> the frunk. The frunk. <laughs> I was sure I was going to have to hit the red to be button. It's big enough for a set of golf clubs, so you should be I fine. I could
0: totally fit.
2: Yeah. So frunk, tell, tell people what a frunk is.
0: Uh, front trunk.
2: There you go. Or All if right. you're
0: going to be British, you could call it a fruit. A fruit,
2: yeah. exactly. Oh, because it's a front boot. Yes. All right. Wow, I'm really <laughs> slow today. Yeah. Uh, the only what, what, what else has a frunk? Uh, the Porsche 911?
0: The, yeah, the 911, and the Tesla. And then a lot of
1: exotic cars. The, well, and uh, all of the... Jaguar I- I-Pace? Yeah,
0: I-Pace. Yeah. I do not fit in that very they,
1: no, well. No, we tried that. We did try you, that. <laughs> it didn't work out. It
0: did not work well. I think my butt fit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that a picture? Yeah, actually. Okay. <laughs> right.
0: Come on. It's on, it, it's on the Instagram. Somewhere in Portugal. Yeah. yeah somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in Portugal. Yes.
2: <laughs> All right. The The Ford Mustang Mach-E. This is the Mustang that's not a Mustang. This is Ford's new electric crossover with a Mustang name. It is name the
0: that. new face of Mustang. Yeah.
2: That is on the auto show floor. The GV80. We just yes. talked about it. That'll yes. be here. The Porsche Taycan. Yes. Does, do we know how that's selling yet? I don't. Mm-mm. I don't. It's it's I a d-
1: beautiful car, though. It is
2: gorgeous. Yeah. It's,
1: and the interior,
2: too. And it was all over the Super Bowl. We yeah. saw that. hmm Yeah. That's smaller than I thought it was.
1: Yeah. I thought it was more uh, Porsche Panamera-sized. No, it's, it's a little more compact. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've heard nothing but stellar things from the people who've driven it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the only bad thing I've heard is that range is not... As good as they wanted it to be.
1: And that's a conversation we
2: could have on another show because it's really interesting because Porsche, Jaguar, and Audi have failed to come anywhere close to Tesla range with batteries of a similar size. Uh, The Land Rover Defender, this vehicle, was finally updated. Yes. Uh, It's going to be available in the U.S., which it hasn't been for...
0: 22 years, I think. 23 years now.
2: So that's cool. That'll be here.
0: It'll be the Defender 110 will be on display. So it'll be the four-door, not the two-door.
2: And the the two-door is the Defender 90? Yes, Excellent.
0: So we won't see the 90, but we will see the 110.
1: <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, the Lexus LC convertible yes. will be on the floor. Yes. yes. The LC 500, which the convertible, interesting thing about it, despite the fact that it shares like all the same styling with the coupe, is that they've actually done a lot of different tuning to it. So I was talking to Scott Pruitt, who is the test driver for uh-huh. Lexus, and he was talking about he's been out there testing that vehicle a lot. And they, they made the suspension... More so- softer and more compliant. Um, it's going to be more of a grand tourer, so it'll be interesting to see how different that vehicle is uh, in the convertible version than in the regular LC 500 yeah. version.
2: Yeah, cool. Also, the 2021 Chevy Suburban and Chevy Tahoe will be on the floor. And then you asked a question, Paul, as you got here today: Will the new Cadillac Escalade yeah. be in Chicago? Because they
1: just they just introduced it last night in LA. You know, and it's got lots of neat new tech bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty excited that they're Cadillac's getting back to trying to differentiate on technology, because that was like the heritage of the brand for them, and for a long time, I feel like we've gotten to this point where the vehicles that are elsewhere in the GM line that run on the same platforms have gotten closer and closer to Cadillac in terms of features, because mm-hmm. the technology, just everybody expects the technology now, and the cost of technology has gone down. So it's it's really cool to see the Escalade come out with this like giant 38-inch OLED display in the dashboard. and super cruise and all the other stuff they're putting in there so it'll be it'll be an interesting vehicle yeah that's really
2: cool so the chicago auto show that is going on right now you can oh go ahead jill i'm sorry i see you're raising your hand
0: (laughs) you forgot one vehicle what's that jaguar f-type
2: what what is new about the Jaguar F-Type? Everything. Redesigned. They
0: are they are doing a re- they they did a reveal of it at the uh, Chicago Auto Show, it's, so it's completely new.
2: Completely under the radar to me. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep, that's good. That's big news. That is big yeah. news. All right.
0: I'm like, you forgot to mention that. Got that
1: it. whole well, new grill. Oh yeah. Like yeah. It looks Jaguar very Jaguar.
0: Aston Martin-ish. It,
1: to me, it looks like they took all the other Jaguar front ends and just sort of smushed them down.
0: Yeah. Well, and so coming from uh, an F-Type owner.
1: Yes. That's right. Paul drives it, an orange F-type. He drove that here today.
0: Yeah.
2: All right. All of this auto show stuff can be found at consumerguide.com. Just go to the blog. You can check it
1: out there. Paul, thank you for being with us today. Well, thanks so much for having me. Tell us again how we can follow you and your stuff. Okay. Best way is to go to the website. Start there. Theawesomer.com, technobob.com, and 95octane.com. You can find all the social links there.
2: All great websites. You need to check those out. All right. We're going to take a break. Uh, Paul, if you can stick around... I will I have a fun quiz for you guys. Hashtag not fun. Likely fail. (laughs) You may not. All right, we'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast.
2: All right, we're back. This is the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast, and I am Tom Appel, publisher of Consumer Guide. Thank you for being here today, Jill. Yes. How can folks follow you in the Twitter's world?
0: Other than girl in the trunk. Other uh, than girl in trunk. <laughs> uh, you can find me. Um, probably the easiest way is to search for the hashtag #CarDeJour. C-A-R-D-U-J-O-U-R.
2: And that's just pictures of French cars.
0: It's just pictures of French cars. No, um, but that'll that'll take you to my Twitter handle, Jill Simonello, my Instagram, Jill Simonello, Facebook, all that kind of stuff.
2: And do you post often enough for people to uh, to make this worth their while?
0: I pro... P- 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 if I could speak, I post prolifically.
2: Yes, it's endless.
0: <laughs> it's endless. That's but entertaining. all I get in
2: my feed <laughs> is Jill.
1: <Joe>. That's it. <laughs> well,
0: I'll Jill all the time. What else would you want? I, I post lots of pictures of cars and... And um, the details and the cool things that I find on them and technology and that kind of stuff. I think I have a, a post out there right now about the Audi Q8 that I'm driving that has a really cool um, dual screen uh, on the center stack that actually
2: works. As you know, I am loath to pay you compliments. <laughs> However, you take great pictures. Thank you. So people should follow you on Twitter. Check that <laughs> stuff out. All right. It is quiz time, boys and girls. I'm glad Paul stuck around because this would have been a silly quiz if just Jill was here. Um, <laughs> okay. I have five questions plus a tiebreaker. Okay. The, today's topics are, are you ready? This is the Car Stuff Podcast Power Quiz. We need intro music for that. That was <laughs> sucky <count>. music. <laughs> All right. Today's topic, fake trim levels.
0: Oh, okay. Oh,
2: Lord. Are you guys ready? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. All right. All I'm going to do is give you four trim levels. You have to identify the fake. Okay. The first one is for the 2020 Kia Forte. 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 Are you ready? It's
0: not my Forte.
2: F-E-L-X-S-G-T
1: Limited. I'm going to buzz in. I'm going to say limited. Limited? Limited? Paul says limited.
0: I'll say LXS.
1: It is limited.
2: Huh? One point for Paul. All right, we're moving on. 2020 Chevrolet Blazer. All right. You guys ready? Sure. We have L, S, RS, Premier. Say it again? L, S, rs premier i'm gonna go with l i'm going with the s paul has two points <laughs> paul has taken a quick lead oh, in this game man
0: yes all there right. will be no need for the tiebreaker
2: we'll still do it just because <laughs> it's fun uh number three is the 2020 kia soul all right x line gt line ex es
0: i'm gonna go with E S.
2: I'm going to go with X-Line. ES is correct. It's two to one. It does not seem so dire now. <laughs>
0: I don't know. It still seems pretty dire.
2: All right. This one's tougher, I think. The mm. 2020 Chrysler 300. That is Chrysler's full-size sedan. They, they still make that? they actually still make. Actually still make...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know.
2: That's the first surprise here today. <laughs> yeah. There is the C, the S, the LX, and the Touring. I'm going to go with LX.
0: I'm going to go with LX too.
2: You are both right. Paul has three, you have two. Mm. And we're going to question five the 2020 Toyota Avalon. That is Toyota's large sedan. Mm -hmm. We have LE, XLE, Limited, and Touring. Ooh. Touring.
0: Yeah, I'll go Touring too.
1: You are both wrong.
0: Oh, it's Limited, isn't it?
1: It's LE. No, there's no LE. There's an XLE, I believe. There Uh, is an XLE. XSE. Yeah. Trick question there. All right.
0: LE is a standard Toyota Toyota trim.
1: yeah. All right. This is
2: not a tiebreaker now, but Jill, you can tie it up with this question. I want the person who comes closest to this number. Uh. How many... Fiat 500 L's (laughs) did Fiat sell in 2019. Oh, wait, sorry. A whole year. A whole year. Fiat 500 L in the U.S. In the U.S. Just the U.S. No, sorry.
0: 896.
2: 896.
0: I'm still going to go with five.
2: (laughs) Paul is closer. Okay. (laughs) It's 771. I
0: think it should be closest without going over.
2: Like, what, it's, the price well, there's, is right. no, yeah. there's no money involved here. <laughs> so, Paul, I don't know if you know this, but our tradition
1: is, because you won, you get an autographed copy of the quiz. There Woo-hoo! you go. I'm going to put that alongside, did you see the, the podcast uh, trophy that I'm going to give myself? Yes. Oh. yes the podcast yes. guest trophy. Podcast I'm going to give myself guest one of those. Uh, I'll put that right next to that. All right. If
2: Damon wasn't busy getting a pedicure, yeah. he would be telling us about what's going on at the CG Daily Drive blog. But Paul, or Paul, what's the guy's name? Tall guy. Damon. Oh,
0: Damon. Yeah, Damon. that guy. I was like, which tall guy? There's so many.
2: So, I will just go down this real quick. We have our review of the Jetta SEL Premium. That Mm -hmm. is the top trim level that isn't sporty of the Jetta. Mm -hmm. Our full review there. Um, I did a piece called Utility Madness. It is 20 pictures of, or 20 advertisements of classic sport utility vehicles going way back to the 30s.
0: So Wait, they had sport utility vehicles in
2: the 30s? They weren't so much sport utilities as sort of high wagons, but like the suburban name goes right. back to 1935. Okay. So yeah, pretty pretty great. Uh, we have our review of the Range Rover Sport HSC. What's interesting about this is this is Range Rover's new inline 6 48-volt mild hybrid system.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh. <laughs> what?
0: I, I didn't love it. It was fine. Oh, oh. It's a beautiful okay. car.
2: I didn't realize you were responding. actually I haven't spent time with the vehicle. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I thought you were suggesting that this was a boring review. and I'm like, what?
0: Well, <laughs> that too, but.
2: <laughs> All right. Hashtag love you. We got good mileage, though, so you'll want to check that oh, out. Oh, yeah. All right. I did a piece called What is a Radio Tune Suspension? If you're a Pontiac fan going way back, this is worth knowing about. Was it a marketing gimmick or was there actually something to it? But if you ever saw like a mid-70s Pontiac Trans Am, there was a badge right in the middle of the dash that said, radial tune suspension. Hmm. Very cool. Kind of old school. And finally, we have a review of the Audi Q3 S line. So that's up there, too. You can go to consumerguide.com and hit blog, and you can see all of that stuff. All right. Did you guys happen to watch a Super Bowl? Yes. Big
1: football game? Yes. Was that Sunday? Maybe. I actually (laughs) watched none of the game. All right. (laughs) None of the halftime. Uh-huh. And all the commercials. There you go.
2: That's the way to do it. And <laughs> That, that have, is
0: actually the way to do it. I have was...
2: extracted maximum value from that.
0: <laughs> I was out of town, so uh, I, I was forced to watch it. But, you know.
1: And I watched all the commercials, like, on YouTube yeah, before.
0: Yeah, before it happens, right?
2: Isn't that weird? You no longer need to watch it. Right. You, you can watch all the... Volkswagen did that... Was it the Was it the Volkswagen um, Darth Vader, the kid Darth oh, Vader, yeah. where well, you couldn't watch the full length version during the Super Bowl? You right. had to go to YouTube to watch the full
1: length version. Well, of the Well, that's commercial. pretty much the same with all these. They have like a one minute long version that they run on YouTube, and then they have like a fifteen or thirty second version because that's well, cause all they can afford.
0: I know. I'm like, what the the Super Bowl commercials? I forget what they run this year, but it's something like five million dollars for like thirty seconds or something like that. I
2: think it's even more than that. Probably so the lesson out. here is, if we want to make some money, we need to run our own Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get on that. Yeah. <laughs> How hard can that be?
0: Uh, yeah.
2: All right. So, what'd you guys think <laughs> of the ads?
0: You know, I think there were two really clear winners. All right. Uh, in terms of uh, what was on, um, in and it's a toss-up on my favorite, but um, the two, in my opinion, that were the best were the Smart Pack. Yes. From uh, Hyundai, going to pack the car,
1: yeah.
0: um, and uh, then uh, Groundhog's Day from Jeep.
2: I, I loved, I love Bill Murray. Uh-huh. I love that ad. Uh-huh. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure how that sells that product. And then I have, I have a question. Because every
0: day is different, even though it's the yeah, same.
2: I don't need to feel any older than I do, but, but
0: because you had a birthday this week, I,
2: I did. I turned fifty five. Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday? Wednesday.
0: (laughs) What day is today? What Uh, day is tomorrow? What day is last week? (laughs) So, yeah,
2: I'm old. I'm officially old. But but that commercial, I mean, how many people saw Groundhog...
0: Fair point. True. But, but I think even without it's, that, it's still funny.
1: It's still a cult classic, too. It's one of these movies that, that makes the rounds from time to time. I I, I thought okay. that was the best commercial of the whole Super Bowl. Well, it's certainly entertaining. And and here's an interesting fact, because I read an article about this right after it, it came out. I was like, how did they get Bill Murray to do this? Because Bill Murray doesn't do anything. Right. Especially commercials. And it turns out that he had met uh, a, market, a chief marketing officer for FCA at uh, some big gala at some point and so they kind of hit it off and then they went away and all this time passed and bill murray is notoriously difficult to reach he has like an 800 number instead of (laughs) the people can call and maybe he answers you and he doesn't answer it right he has no agent and so it turns out that they they had hit it off and and they ended up talking about this and then he didn't agree to do the commercial until january 17th (laughs) <laughs> and they shot the commercial. No pressure. They shot the commercial the 24th to the 26th, I believe, were the dates. So that close to the Super Bowl is when they actually shot that down in Woodstock. Wow. Cool.
0: That is awesome. Yeah.
1: And they filmed the original movie in Woodstock, yes, Illinois, exactly. right? Mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. And I, I'm i totally psyched that they got the guy who played Ned to come back. <laughs> yeah. That guy didn't look a minute older he looks the same he's always looked yeah. the same everything he's ever been I, I i hesitate to say this but mill murray bill
2: murray looks a little bit older
1: yes and yeah. brian doyle murray has always, always looked older <laughs> yeah. than he,
2: he really was yeah that guy looked like he was 60 in caddyshack <laughs> exactly mm. all
1: right did you guys see the hummer Red? i did yeah, yeah i did and and the weird thing about that is i mean not enough vehicle too much yeah. other stuff. Yeah, I wanted more. I wanted more vehicle. I wanted more about the vehicle and maybe just a profile or something to get me more excited. The the grill's kind of cool.
0: Yeah. And I yes. like the
1: idea of the GMC Hummer EV. I think that's a pretty neat idea. I just, I want more of the vehicle and less of whatever superfluous stuff was in Yeah,
2: we learned about that, what, like a week before the ad or two weeks before the ad or something mm-hmm. like that. We talked about it a little bit here mm-hmm. on the podcast. But I don't know what the general public learned from that. And I was checking, there was zero buzz after the ad ran. I could find no Hummer hashtags, except the ones I put up because I wrote an right. article about it. Right. And I'm desperate for traffic because that's who I am. But <laughs> I couldn't find any buzz I, about I just that. Think
1: they, I just think they blew it on Facebook not focusing on the vehicle yeah you know it was just too much other stuff and it's because they don't want to give away the reveal because the reveal is until may but yeah there's a lot going because they're not going to build these things for what a year and a half right yeah so there's a lot there's a lot
2: of time to stretch this out but but yeah what is the product so you've got hummer from the dead which was i think kind of a tainted brand at the end, so much so that the Chinese didn't want to buy it, <laughs> so right. it's still a General Motors portfolio. They bring it back, and this is kind of a proud moment, but we don't know anything about this vehicle. Who is it competing against? Why are they doing it? Yeah. We know it's going to have a lot of horsepower and an insane, improbable amount of torque.
0: Is not it like right. 5,000, 10,000, 100 million pound-feet of torque?
2: Yeah,
1: something like <laughs> that. I, I think it's 11,000 pound-feet of torque. And What I does mean, that number too- even mean? I have no idea, and it's probably under very specific conditions, but the fact is- Cybertruck, Rivian, those are, those are the vehicles that GMC wants to be prepared to go up against. Right. Because it's an unknown. Nobody right. knows what's going to happen with that stuff. Nobody knows if they're going to sell a lot of them. There's a lot of buzz about right. electric trucks. But are they going to work in a real-world scenario? Or are they just right. going to be a status symbol of some sort? Right. Which is my bet. Right. My bet is it's going to be just like a Tesla Model S. Or, a or like symbol. a
0: Prius was back in the day? Yeah. yeah. Well, the status I mean, it symbol. took a long That's time for the Prius
2: Rivian to, is going to be a practical vehicle. I think Rivian yeah. is going to be largely status symbol. Yeah. It's going to be the new Tesla yeah. is right. what I think is going to go on there. I think it's cool that Rivian's actually got these commercial contracts. Right. Yep. What is it? 100,000 units for Amazon. Yeah. Right. And they just showed off that, that vehicle yeah. yesterday. They did. Weird looking. Kind of yeah, cool. Funky little thing. Yeah. So what did you guys think of the Audi ad? Eh. I didn't get it.
0: Neither did I. <laughs> did,
2: I did nothing for me. No.
0: You know, the other tearjerker or interesting commercial I thought was the Kia Seltos. Did uh-huh. you see that one? tell me about it um uh, so so not into football or players names or whatever but it's like a modern day running back player who is like it basically starts off what would i tell the younger version of me and this little kid is running beside the vehicle and i mean i was just like oh i, I don't see the Sultos in this at all but the commercial is a tearjerker because he's like you know i tell you that it's hard being homeless i would tell you that you know it's going to be difficult being you but i would tell you at the end of the day it's like all worth it and so it was like one of those things you're just like, yeah, I can go out and conquer the world. But uh, so it was like really kind of cool. But it didn't tell me anything about the vehicle. But it was just kind of a tricker commercial. It's very good, and I can't remember the name of the guy who's in it. So there you go. But yeah, but it was good.
1: What do you think of the Highlander commercial?
0: I'm like, I don't know that I caught that one.
1: So so the Highlander commercial was the one where they woman's driving around in the car and. She's got all it's to show off how much room they have. Uh, Oh, was
0: it it the hat one?
1: And no, she keeps stopping and picking people up. So she picks up like some some ancient warrior guy and then she picks up some guy who's like come down from a spacecraft and all the stuff and just and then picks up her kid from school or something. It was kind of entertaining, but I think (laughs) that same sort of thing was done better in that Walmart ad. I think the Walmart ad was the second best (laughs) ad of the Super Bowl. All right. You know, the the Highlander thing is interesting, too, because
2: I was just down at the uh, Highlander factory down in uh, Indiana, southern Indiana, and they have cleared way there to make 420,000 units a year. So they're expecting big sales. We are flat out of time again. Again. Show went quickly. Thank you guys for being here. This is a great chat. Yes. Uh, Paul, for thank you me. for being here. Awesomer. The awesomer. The awesomer. 95 Octane. And Technobob. And Technobob. Jill, thank you for being here. Thank you. Uh, Producer Paul, you're the best. Thank you for being here. Special <laughs> thanks to the good folks here at WCPT AM 820 in Chicago. And a special shout out to my radio mentors, Steve and Johnny. You guys are awesome. This is the Consumer Guide Carson. Stuff Podcast. Check us out next week as well. If you're looking for back episodes, they're out there. You want to listen to every single one of them twice. Thanks for being here.